your home, your family, Winfield termite and pest control take down this number if someone on facebook live would be so kind to put down this number into the comments 401-821-7800 winfield termite and pest control 821-7800 now keep in mind also this virus started in wuhan with uh, with a laboratory that laboratory there through bats now you don't know also it's possible now possible that the virus could transmit through mice or other types of pests that could come into your home. This is no time to take chances. And for those that either your parents or your grandparents or small children, protect your home and family. Tick and mosquitoes, get rid of them. Winfield Termite and Pest Control. This is a mission that you need to be on. 401-821-7800, 821-7800 or online, Winfield Pest. Rhode Island's most dependable pest control service. Family-friendly pest control professionals you can trust for your home. Winfield Termite and Pest Control. 821-7800 or online winfieldpest.com. Well, folks, good morning. It's John DePietro. I want to say good morning to everybody on Facebook Live. A thumbs up for everyone uh, that is uh, filing in. Uh, Our format for today, now I will be up again. Uh, Well, we're going to do our normal program, obviously, that we do and bring you the latest. For those of you that missed it, I did ask the question at the press briefing that really kicked things into motion. And it became really the talk of the day, the talk of the news. It led it on uh, Channel 10 and had to do with the situation with restaurants and whether or not it's actually practical. Now, yesterday we spoke with David of Brood Awakenings. He's going to join me again this morning at 1130. He was on uh, Channel 10, picked up on him. I was verbatim repeating some of his concerns to Governor Armando. I'm going to play that coming up. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe is going to join me coming up a little bit later in the program. And then this afternoon, now the Governor Raimondo press briefing is coming up this afternoon at 2.30. I will be in attendance. And uh, right now we're planning on 2 to 2.30. I'll probably be Facebook Live from the briefing to bring you the latest, almost like a pregame show, right? A pregame show, a pregame uh, at the Gina show, whatever you want to call it. But the uh, the situation with the restaurants, folks, and I know that. Some people may not understand the significance of this. But anyone that, if you spend any time in Rhode Island, where is the Rhode Island hospitality? Where, where are they? I sent an email to them. Uh, I know I've spoken in the past with Dale Vitterini. I, I think they've just totally dropped the ball. There are certain people that need to be more vocal, and they, they seemingly are nowhere. I don't understand where Rhode Island hospitality has been. This is no time to be silent. Uh, anyone, if you, you know, know a little bit about the state, so much of the state... Uh, is dependent on the, the amount of restaurants, hospitality. People come to Rhode Island to enjoy the food, especially a lot of people in southeastern Mass. Uh, they live in Attleboro. How many times, anyone, you spend any time downtown, uh, the Patriots, a lot of the Patriot players, they love uh, Cafe Nuovo, Capitol Grill. When I would, you you meet the, the, the NFL teams, when they're going to play the Patriots, they stay in town. Rhode Island, one thing you can say, Rhode Island certainly is known for its restaurants, whether it be in Providence, Federal Hill, a lot of good Italian restaurants. Plus, you have good steak places like Fleming's and Cafe Nuovo, as I said, or um, uh, Capitol Grill. Or then you have, you know, Capriccio, the real high end, Old Canteen. Then, you, of course, you have, you know, old mainstays like Twin Oaks down in Newport. Newport is known for its restaurants. People love it for that. My point is the, the restaurant industry is very important in Rhode Island. And to set up the uh, parameters that are in motion right now 
It's just, it's not practical to, and, and I tried to ask that yesterday. And you know what? I want to play it for you because um, a lot of people then picked up on it. And as much as, listen, as much as everyone else, I'm concerned about the situation with the nursing homes, the amount of deaths. I, I am. I'm concerned about all of that, much like you are. But at the same time, as some of the reporters are asking those types of questions, I try to ask the questions regarding that that many of you have and you're just not in a position of access to the governor. So I want you to recognize that in the restaurant situation, you're not just talking about and I want you to understand that. And this is very important. We're not just talking. I'm not asking that in a way of, uh, you know, people want to go out to eat. Uh, That is part of it. Don't get me wrong. But a big part of this is just the employment element of there's so many people that is their livelihood. And I, I don't I don't know what the model of restaurants, if it's going to work, uh, how they operate without having in their dining rooms going. I think this is a frightening time. We spoke to David yesterday from Brood Awakenings, and I even asked the governor that about the whole situation of, you know, whether or not, why not let them just have some of their, their dining room open. So I want to play for you. You're going to hear my voice. They don't have Marjorie O'Brien doing the announcements anymore, but I think you will recognize my voice. This was yesterday at the briefing. Now, I went to the vets. Why? Because you, I, I'm there for you, right? That's why I'm there, and I would like a thumbs up on Facebook. I'm there for the people. I want to repeat, if you have a question or you're having a problem, go log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, and you'll see contact. It's so easy. You can email me, john at petro.com. I just find it's easy to send people there. I want to play for you. So this was my question yesterday at the briefing, and you're going to hear. And the governor, I'll give her this. Now, keep in mind, as I walk in yesterday, to many members of the media, it's like there's the guy that was the MC at the protest rally. Not that that in any way uh, stops me from going. One person was like, I'm surprised you came after yesterday you were out there. Pro- hey, listen, protest is part. We have the right. Last time I checked, this was still the blanking United States of America, and I have a right, just like you do, to protest. And one thing I will say about the governor, she recognized that. Governor Raimondo, that's the Rhode Island flag, by the way, everybody on Facebook Live, and then, of course, our our American flag. But, um, you know, so there were some reporters like, oh, I'm surprised you came based on the fact you were protesting. Listen, the, the governor even mentioned the protesters. I swear there are members of the media that have a larger problem. With the protests and the governor herself. And think about that for a minute. You know, there were two guys on um, Facebook. And they're both college professors. And they were knocking the protests. Uh, excuse me. If the colleges were open, I would think it would be okay if some of the college students, I don't know, had a protest about some of the restrictions on the college campus. That used to be acceptable. I am telling you, folks, there were some people, to me, they're too comfortable in a socialist type of society. We have learned some people on the far left, they are very comfortable. Governor Raimondo is our leader, the dictator. She puts out the rules and you are blindly to follow them. I mean, it is frightening how some people are very comfortable with that. All right, let me play. This is yesterday. I asked a question about the restaurants. I want to just stay with the restaurant theme for a moment because it seems to be what everyone is talking about. And they're questioning. And here are some of the things real specific things they're saying. Why 20 tables? If someone has the room, why not more than 20 tables? Why eight feet apart instead of just six feet apart? You also have prominent restaurants. 
Capriccio, um, Old Canteen, strictly inside dining. A restaurant owner said, why not give us a fighting chance to spread the tables out? Because many of them are saying, like Griswold's Tavern that was written about the Wall Street Journal. That's right. They're just saying this formula will not work. That's right. Good point. So why not open lettuce? Excellent open point. Now and have a fighting chance. Excellent so question. one right answer you know yesterday governor baker came out with with the beginning of what their guidance is every governor is doing it the same but a little different so is there a magic around eight feet no here's what we know every public health expert says six feet because they know from studies how uh six feet is safe so we said eight feet because there's room between tables. There might be a server who's in between two tables. We just thought for ease of administration, if the tables were eight feet apart, people would always be six feet apart because you have to get up from your table, maybe you have to go to the restroom, the whole thing. Um, we're not ready for in-room dining. Uh. We are not. Look, I am the first state. Massachusetts and Connecticut aren't even doing outdoor dining or any. They still have their stay-at-home orders in place. We are not now ready to safely open in-room dining. Vermont. So the choice isn't in-room dining or outdoor dining. The choice is outdoor dining or nothing. And we just felt my whole theory here is slow and steady. Uh. Let some people get back to work if they can. And when we're ready for in-room dining, we'll go to in-room dining. And by the way, I think it's weeks, not months. So the outdoor dining... The restaurants may not make just, it, folks. It's a little bit like allowing mixed drinks. It isn't perfect. It's a little more money to help tide you over for mixed a couple should have been allowed all along. the business of in-room dining. And based on everything I know and all the experts I listen to and the shape of our curve, uh, I feel that's the safest approach. To the question somebody asked about confidence, the last thing we want to do is open too quickly, let the restaurants fill up, lots of people get sick, and confidence goes down. I don't think that's going to happen. It is frustrating to be sure. If I were them, if I were those restaurants, I'd be complaining too. They are. I get the frustration. I'm not faced with any good choices, and I'm doing the best I can, and I think that this is not safe right now to do indoor diving. Follow up on that. Reservations is a practical. We're riding along. We want to stop and get coffee at the butcher shop. And for now, it's what it is. I'm not saying for now. I'm saying for now. It's a family of six. Should one person wait in the car? How does that? How would try that? To follow the rules. Why is it five people? Try to follow the rules. That's all I'm saying. Um, just. Try to follow the rules. Don't try to ask what if and push the rules. And Six people. Sense, at some level, I said this a week ago, I am not going to be able to, nor do I want to be in the business Listen, of Freddie? legislating and tracking every move everybody Good. makes. You know, you should know by now what the rules are, and you should try your hardest to follow them because it'll make your life, your family's life, and your business's lives better. Now, as much as that got a laugh, and again, folks, that was yesterday. Thank you to everybody. Look at all the laughter on Facebook Live. Well, I'm serious, though. If you say five and six people, I want to remind people, this is a state. They did a poll, right? How about the poll? 75% of the people in Rhode Island didn't know what a yield sign meant. And you think they're going to be able to figure out all these different rules and phases and what are we are and, and uh, you know, that you had people calling in, as Dan McGowan talked about, asking, uh, can black people get the virus?
virus or people of color, whatever. This is you, the governor. I mean, is people are like, all right, so I guess there's only five people. So you wait in the car and then maybe they're doing short stores or one, two, three, rock, paper, scissor of who gets to sit at the blanking table. If it can be more than five, then say 10 or say eight. But then why is it five? It can be more than five. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by It's My Health. Listen, stop in and see Marie in Cumberland, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's My Health and pick up a nice bottle of a Kyberry, a local product filled with antioxidant, a Kyberry. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Marie is so knowledgeable. She wants to keep you healthy. She wants to keep your family healthy. You can call her at 305-3585. Here is a picture. I'll bet many of you have ridden by her business on Menden Road in Cumberland. See that old white church? Maybe you wondered what was inside. Why not stop in and say hello to Marie? She is so knowledgeable. And the thing about it is, folks, there's never been a more. Here's what we all can agree on. There's never been a more important time to remain healthy. It is beyond imperative to remain healthy right now. And it's my health. In Cumberland, 1099 Menden Road. Marie will help you remain healthy and your family. Why? Vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like a Kyberry, this incredible antioxidant, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, octave skin brushes, over 250 bulk um, teas, uh, tea, spice, Bulk herbs, all purchased by the ounce. She also has hemp, CBD products, oral, topical use from companies, natural skincare, hair care products. Folks, it's my health. That's the name of it. And it's for your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stop in. I'm going to be there later in the week. Stop in and see Marie. See that white church? Pop in there and say hello to her. And tell her thank you by also, by the way. Uh, let her know you listen to the John DePietro show. She is just terrific. She is so knowledgeable. And I, I can't stress enough the importance of remaining healthy. Now, yesterday, folks, and again, good morning, everyone. It's John DePietro. Good morning to everybody on Facebook Live. You know, I asked that question, but I, I am serious about it. And it's so important for people to recognize. Um, and here's what I want you to take away from that. And that's the governor, in a way, to me, trying to telegraph that they're not going to micromanage. So what is the answer that I took out of that? That means if six people pull up to a restaurant, someone does not have to sit in the car. But I was being asked that. Or if you're, you own a restaurant and someone comes, shows up with six people, seat them. Someone shows up with eight people, seat them. Okay? Be reasonable about it. Um, let me just read them. Some, someone, uh, Encore Boston Harbor reopening could come later with thermal cams and a uh, code menus. Now, that's interesting because we've also learned, how about the fact now, you want to talk about a danger for Rhode Island. The Rhode Island Lottery is now offering certain games online. Oh, good. So now people are unemployed. They're getting $600 a week for being unemployed. And now, since Twin Rivers closed, we're going to make them be able to bet online. Kino, Multiply the Cash, Texas Hold'em, Pink Diamond Crossword. According to the Rhode Island Lottery, games and prize payouts are similar to the instant games sold in store. Isn't that terrific? So now we're going to have people locked in their homes, losing the federal stimulus money that they're getting and the unemployment money they're getting by betting 
on the situation on these things that the Rhode Island lottery is offering. I, I, I don't think that's um, a, the answer. I don't. Now, I also want to touch on, and this is a big story, and it was Jim Hummel, by the way. Jim Hummel was so good to see Hummel yesterday. Hummel was the one that did ask the question about furloughs. And you know who is uh, is absolutely – oh, hold on, folks. Let me just um, check with uh, – oh, okay, great. All right, hold on. Stand by. And we're going to have David coming up again from uh, Brood Awakenings. Who um, – this business of the state furloughs, uh, we're furloughing state workers. Raimondo, furloughs are likely. Listen, that's an honest answer. And I'll tell you, you know why I am just so sick of is that jackass Gary Sass – and he teaches at uh, Bryant Hassenfeld Institute, and he tweeted out, there's no shavings and furloughing state workers. I, are you out of your mind? Los, California is furloughing state workers. There's 16,000 people that work for the state and get free health care and everything else. And you don't think there's any savings with that? That is ridiculous. What an absolute, no fool like an old fool. I, I cannot believe someone would put something like that. And you know what else? Gary Sass, that was the guy. I, I'm tempted to contact Ron Meekley. Like, this is who you have working at Bryant, Bryant College, Bryant University, excuse me. This was the guy, supposedly, he has done more damage, Gary Sass, to the Republican Party with bad advice to the Flanders campaign. And he worked for Governor Kachiri, who was trying to lower the state workforce. But now Gary obviously has summons, or he's trying to get the governor to hire him in some way. So he's trying to curry favor with the unions. I don't think it's a good idea to lay off state workers. I, have you completely lost your mind? The Rhode Island budget is $10 billion compared to New Hampshire, which is $6 billion. And that jackass, Gary Sass, is saying, I don't think that we should be laying off state work. There's no no savings. The General Assembly budget is $50 million, and they're not even in session. And listen, we all know it, whether Gary Sass wants to admit it or not. But the fact of the matter is, you have to know someone. So many of those state workers, they're all politically connected jobs, right? Bill Lynch's daughter got the job with JCLS because he was representing Leo Skenyon. I mean, it's all like, I know a guy type of jobs. Many of them are... How about no-show type jobs for Mattiello? I don't see any savings. With, well, then you're blind. Then you shouldn't even be teaching anything. What a joke. Gary Sass. And that is the one. He used to be on. This is someone who teaches leadership at Bryant University. But he used to do a weekly segment with the mayor who went to federal prison on corruption charges. Oh, yeah. There's real leadership, Gary. I don't see any savings. You, you, you have people. You could slice the state workforce in half. And the state would not miss a beat. It is ludicrous to say that. No savings? New Hampshire, it's $20 million to run their state general assembly. Rhode Island, it's $50 million. I, I think we could do something with the extra $30 million. It adds up after a while. All right, let's hear. This is the uh, NBC10 report, I believe, regarding uh, Governor Mundo talking about the um, the furloughs from yesterday. I'm going to play that in just a moment. Then we're going to talk to uh, David at Brood Awakenings. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show. And again, Dan McGowan coming up at one. Let's hear. This is the NBC 10 report. Job cuts could be coming. Good evening. I'm Patrice Wood. And I'm Dan Jig. Not the news you want to hear tonight. Rhode Island's governor talks about the likelihood of furloughs due to the crisis. Brian Crane, live in Providence with what you have to say, Brian. 
difficult, Dan, and Patrice, Rhode Island, like many other states, is facing a big budget shortfall with businesses closed and lost revenue. But the governor once again defended a slow and steady reopening approach. The more you follow the rules, the more and faster we can open the economy. The more people push the rules and don't follow the rules, the slower we have to go. Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo claims her actions have been a balance of being cautious, but also moving to get people back to work. But the state's finances are taking a beating, a projected $800 million plunge. Revenue is weighed down from businesses and casinos being closed and tax payments delayed. And likely tough consequences. And it is hard to see how we get out of this without doing furloughs. This budget's going to be brutal. I don't know where we're going to find $800 million. Everyone's going to be unhappy. Everything is on the table. Raimondo says she hopes the federal government comes through with a second aid package to help the states with their huge budget holes. Meanwhile, in this first phase of reopenings, the governor is urging people to get back to regular doctor's visits as hospitals have now resumed non-critical procedures and appointments. It's safe to go back. It is time for you to muster the courage to go ahead and schedule that appointment. Raimondo says the state is also trying to expand health care access and testing to hard-hit communities particularly communities of color and low-income areas. We're doing a lot. We're not doing enough. So every day, we try to do more. All right, folks, and I saw him. That was uh, Brian Crandall yesterday, and I did see Brian. Listen, he's a a very good reporter. We're going to talk to David from uh, Brood Awakening. So my point is, listen, $800 million shortfall. You work for a company, and they have been shut down, businesses off. People get laid off. People lose their job. Why should the state workers be immune from that? Why should they be immune from the pain? Why? It makes no sense. Because of a jackass like Gary Sass? This portion of the program brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Folks, they're open. Sunny day. Look at that blue sky. Stop it and see them. They are open. It's Steve and Debbie and Junior. They are compliant with the state. Rhode Island's number one garden center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Look for them on Facebook. What a selection they have. They're right off of Route 4. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Wait to see the selection they have on geraniums and uh, fantastic hydrangeas. Everything you need to make your garden your property. Plus, this is the planting season right now. Landscape materials available. Screen loom, pickup and delivery. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop it and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. So coming up next hour also, we're going to check in with the Republican Party. Things are uh, certainly going well right now. Um... We're going to get an update with the uh, the Trump campaign. But let me, uh, we want to talk to our friend uh, David from Brood Awakenings, who is, there he is. Hey, David, it's John DePietro. Hold on, David. Okay. All right, folks, you saw him last night on NBC10. We had him on the air today, and it's our friend David from Brood Awakenings. Good morning, David. Good morning, John. How are you today? Well, I think yesterday you set off a firestorm. Uh, I heard you in the morning, then I had you on. And then I asked verbatim some of the things you were saying to Governor Amundo at her briefing yesterday, as you know. I saw you on Channel 11. Last night led the news on the 11 o'clock news on Channel 10. What is it? What have you been hearing the past 24 hours? Well, I, I probably got a half dozen phone calls, maybe 10 or 15 text messages, a handful of emails. Uh, uh, and, and a lot of support on what I'm saying from the uh, restaurant community, from the banking community, uh, uh, the customers and people in general uh, think the same thing. Um, I haven't heard a single thing that's negative, although I'm sure that's out there, uh, but uh, overwhelming support. 
You know, David, and you heard me ask Governor Amundo, uh, and it came right from you about uh, inside dining. She ruled that out. But, David, it always comes back to people talking about why do they think people can safe distance in Walmart? And you made such a good point. Someone goes to a grocery store and they touch the bread or they touch the milk, then they don't get it. All right, they've touched that. You don't have that in a restaurant. I, I don't understand why let restaurants do some form of inside in, di- in dining. Yep. What, I, what I'm hearing some of the, the reasons why they, they've come up with this, I don't necessarily agree but they're stating that, hey, in a restaurant, you and I would be seated there for 30 minutes or an hour. So the length of time lends itself to possibly being a problem situation. We're in a supermarket or CVS or Walgreens. We're bypassing one another really quickly, 30 seconds, 10 seconds, whatever. But, I mean, could that be the case if you had somebody that was ill or sick? Obviously. But if you're making sure that you're letting people in that, you know, aren't sweating, coughing, sneezing, and choking, and you have proper distancing of the tables, and it's you and I who already drove up together, I don't necessarily see that as a problem. I see it more of a problem being outside on a windy day if you got somebody that's sick and the wind's blowing in the other direction. I don't see that as much of a problem inside. I guess that's the issue or what the health department people were claiming, or at least that's what I'm hearing. Uh, so I don't, I don't agree with that. I think with proper distancing, proper paying attention to sanitizing, we can meet the guidelines and be disciplined about it and reasonable about it. David, what are you hearing about Rhode Island hospitality? Nothing. I don't understand that. How can they be so silent? Uh, I would have thought yesterday after I questioned and asked the governor, and that was a big part of her press briefing yesterday, was this fact about the restaurants. Then you're, it's all over the radio. Then you're on the news last night. I mean, I, I know Dale Venerini. Uh, I did put an email to her to request her to come on. I am, um, I'm, I'm taken aback at how silent they are, David. Well, me too. Um, I, I, I would have liked to see not only her, but other people be more vocal from the beginning on this to try to push forward so we can get back to some sort of normalcy. Uh, because without that, other people are just not going to survive. It's going to get worse and worse and worse, and where you're not going to be able to, you know, come back from it. Why are they not being vocal? I have no idea. I'm sure they're doing something behind the scenes, but for me, that's not good or good enough anymore. We got to be vocal. We got to be respectful. We got to have a common goal between the governor and the health department and the and the restaurateurs. But man, we got to be out in the in in the face and really be pushing our point and making it where we can get back to that normalcy. We can't put fear into the public. We've got to let them understand that you've got to have precautions, but we can't stay the way we are now. It's just, it is not acceptable, and it's not going to work. And just because someone come up with, we want five at a table, or we only want outside parking, doesn't mean it's accurate. And I totally disagree with that. I'm just, you know, being polite about it, but I totally disagree with the, the approach that they're doing. Now, I, we, I'm I, just going to have to suffer through this for the next week or two. Um, David, I think you also made a very valid point, and it's about being practical. And you even said, listen, no one's going to make a reservation that they want to come and have coffee and sit outside of Brood Awakenings. It's just, it's not that that type of business. People aren't going to do it. A lot of times it could be a random thing. It could be someone driving by. Uh, I don't understand the reservation thing unless they, they make provisions and say, if someone comes up, you have an empty table, just put them into the reservation system and seat them. 
I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. I agree. And but once again, they're trying to have one approach to work for all restaurants. You don't make a reservation at Brood Awakenings or a Dunkin' or a Starbucks or an independent coffee shop. Right. You're probably not going to make one out of Cello's. Yep. You would at a Luciano, Trattoria Romano. You will at Cafe Nuovo or Capriccio's. And maybe for those, it would be the right thing to do. So you have less people hanging around and waiting. You know that your reservation starts at 8 and you plan appropriately so someone can leave early and a table's available. That's fine. I get that piece. But like you mentioned yesterday to the governor, you're driving by and you want to go to Bird Awakening to the table and have a sandwich and a coffee. you got to be held to a standard of a reservation. It doesn't even work. No. That's just like saying, Dave, don't open up. Right. And David, also touch on, and I think this is important. I want to give him credit. Um, early on, it was several weeks ago, Bob Burke, uh, for, you know, restaurant tour. He does a fabulous job running Potter for all these years. He was saying it's sounding sound, sound the alarm. He's the real deal. Uh, listen, if something isn't done fast, he said as many as 75 percent of restaurants would either close or not reopen. But just what he meant was that when the dust settles, you're going to lose 75 percent. Yesterday, the governor was saying she recognizes that 25 percent of restaurants may, may, might not open. David, that that's a problem to me if people in the business and I consider Bob Burke, he's a real restaurateur. He knows, and as you say, they know their margins. They know how they can be profitable. Many restaurants, they, they survive on very thin margins. There's a problem if they're saying 75% and the governor's saying, I recognize we could lose 25%. Well, I think it's, it's the 25% is the given number. There's no doubt. We've already given into that. There's people that have already said they're not going to open up. Yep. Could it be 75? I'm sure I'm sure it could be if we continue to go this way. Um, whether it's the governor's decision to reopen or, you know, or something else happens or the general public doesn't want to come out, I guess it could reach that. But it's all of 25 at this point. I'm thinking it might be between 30 and 40. I mean, it's a kind of guess between everybody. But there's no doubt if Bob Burke's saying, man, he's a reputable guy. I respect him and runs a great operation, known him for a while. But uh, it's tough. What I'm just trying to do is how can we get back as quickly as possible yep. with common sense reasonably to reopen so we can survive like i said the other day we're fortunate we got a little bit of a nest egg we paid attention we had three stores open out of the right out of the five we're able to get by for a while there are other people that just opened up in the city of province they didn't get open their doors yes over a week or two they closed down what are they going to do little mom and pop restaurants that didn't have a big you know resource of cash on the outside what are they going to do just to say, well, we acknowledge it, yeah, it's great. It's a livelihood. It's everything they put into it. You know, you, you need to get things open. You've got to let the restaurant people manage what they do the right way. Have the guidelines. Have the restrictions. Right. But you've got to let them open. 50% minimum occupancy um, is what I'm saying, pushing at least for immediate and then get to the to the next step. You know, you have, as you know, I think of a place like Twin Oaks. I mean, it's a huge restaurant, but let's face it, that's that's inside dining. I mean, I know they added, there's like a little bit of like a, I don't even want to say a patio because it's all inside. At Twin Oaks, to me, you could easily separate people very comfortably distance-wise, allow them in some way to be open. and But if you say no inside dining and no, no indoor dining, boom, period, then you don't even get... Twin Oaks, I mean, I, David, I just can't imagine they're going to, what, set up tables and people are going to be sitting out in the parking lot at the Oaks and trying to, that, that just doesn't, 
I, I just don't think that's practical. Maybe out of a novelty, but the staff is rushing back and forth. The food is not hot. There's bees. There's flies. I, I don't. I don't think that's. I don't see that as an option. Someone I didn't hear it. I heard secondhand, but someone on uh, earlier talk show had mentioned that uh, you know you start doing that, you end up changing your brand and losing right. your identity of yes. who you are. I don't I, listen. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to change who I am and what I do. We're going to adapt as much as we possibly can. Try to improve on the situations we have, whether it be drive-through or takeout, and make that more successful, and come up with whatever techniques and solutions we can to, to, to grow our business. But I can't go around changing my whole brand. I'm definitely not setting up in a parking lot with tents. That might, and I don't even think it's a novelty like you mentioned. That might be something if you got a great day and, hey, I can use my outside patio and work and put 40 people out there. Right. And you think it's better to be out in the open air? Awesome. We'll do that. Right. But those days are far and few between, between just in the summer. Yeah. Not practical at this time of year. No. Were you on that, um, were you on that Facebook Live last night with uh, Stephen Pryor from Commerce? No, I was not. I was okay. not. I, I heard part of that, and they were trying to go through, but a problem I have with it is it just, it's still to me, and I won't keep you tied up, but a problem that I hear is it still to me just sounds like they're laying out more restrictions as opposed to trying to give aid to the restaurants. Does that make sense? It is, and I think that's partly coming from, you know, hey, listen, these people in the health department, they know their job, they know it well, they've been in it for a long time. I think they're looking at it from one perspective, and yeah. I get that. But if you don't look at it from the restaurant's perspective and going out of business, it's going to be even a bigger problem. Now, I'm not saying we jeopardize and we, you know, don't think about the safety or the concerns. Have to pay attention to those things. Yeah. No doubt about it. You know, and but just. This I, is also part of the safety and concerns of reopening. Right. You know, two restaurants that I just quickly, I mentioned yesterday with the governor. And, I, you know, like you, I've known the, the owners and gone there for years. And that's. Uh, both Capriccio and also Old Canteen and Vincenzo and Sal, I mean, I I would feel more comfortable that they would have things immaculate inside those restaurants. I would actually feel safer doing inside dining at those two restaurants as opposed to someone that just opened up on Federal Hill and they're setting up some tables out back in the parking lot. I would agree with you. I talk to Vincenzo and Sal every single week. I'd agree. They run in a, an awesome place. It yeah. is spotless in there now, and I would agree, and I guarantee you they'd be paying attention to keeping people separated as much as they possibly could, and and I would agree. It would be awesome. But to have it where they're going to have dining out in the parking lot outside doesn't even exist for their place. Yeah. You no, might as well tell them to close up and go home. That's the problem. Before I let you go, any folks, again, it's David at Brood Awakenings. Um, now, what, what can I know Johnston location has the drive throughs open, Warwick drive throughs open. Are you opening outside dining uh, next week at either one of those locations? We are not opening outside dining under the current rules that the governor has. It just won't work for us. Okay. Not, not possible. Okay. So Johnston is open for drive through at the Cherry Hill location. Yeah. The original Johnston store is closed to further notice. South County's closed to further notice. Warwick is walk-in in drive through Cranston is walk-in only. Walk but in under only. the governor's rules now, I can't even have you sit out at a, a table and have a cup of coffee. Yeah. We're putting all our tables and chairs out this week. We're setting up all of our locations as if we're getting ready to open. We're going to keep doing whatever we got to do in order to look like we're going to be back to normal. But until these restrictions lift, we won't be doing anything like that. It just doesn't, doesn't work. And unfortunately, it prevents us from bringing people back. I know the PPP money was there to 
bring people back off unemployment and to pay them. Unfortunately, we're not paying anybody to sit home. We'll pay people to come back and do work, but we're not just going to pay somebody to sit home and go through these funds, end up having to pay the payroll taxes on it, and then in eight weeks be broke and all of a sudden we're out of business. I'd rather hold on to the money as a 1% note in order to be able to survive for the next 18 months or a year as part of our cash flow than to do uh, what they're suggesting us to do. I just got an email. Uh, John, will you please ask David when he's running for office? <laughs> <laughs> I want to vote for him. You've got fans out there, my friend. What office am I running for? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Folks, Dave, listen, David, keep doing what you're doing. I'm not politically. I'm well, not politically I know that. I'm on the wrong side. You well, know, I'm a Trump supporter. Yeah, I know uh, that. I think I'd get clobbered here in, in Rhode Island. <laughs> but listen, I respect everybody, every group. It doesn't matter who they are. Um, uh, I'd be glad to help out anybody in any way I possibly can. And you know that. So anything I can I do. do, please reach out to me. Let me know. All right, folks. There, David, keep up the good work. I'll talk to you soon. All right, right, there he is, folks. Our friend David from Brood Awakenings. And again, he is uh, he is terrific. He makes so much sense. And I was glad. um, Question for David proposed to governor no sales tax on takeout. I don't know. Uh, I could ask that. I could try to ask that today. Folks, uh, it's John DePietro. This portion of the program. Boy, the state needs sales tax. I don't think they're in a position to. I I already kind of know the answer on that. And that is um, they need all the revenue they can get. When you're talking about an $800 million shortfall, Rhode Island, I appreciate the question, but Rhode Island won't even do a tax-free weekend in the summertime, even though Massachusetts does. I can't imagine right now not having some sales tax. I would be totally shutting off the faucet on takeout. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. Folks, stop in. See our leader, John Francis. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You can call them at 727-1716. 727-1716. Competition, shooting supplies, firearms, ammunition. No one more knowledgeable than John Francis. I think I'm going to have John Francis on the show either tomorrow or Friday. I'm going to have to uh, talk to him and figure it out. But, folks, this is a time, again, you're hearing more and more about uh, criminals being let out. You had that incident in Cumberland over the weekend. You need to protect yourself. And at Competition Shooting Supplies, John Francis is so knowledgeable. If you're a first-time owner of a firearms, he can walk you through the process. There is no one more knowledgeable. Your Second Amendment headquarters is Competition Shooting Supplies. And many of you are having a tough time trying to find ammo. You can find ammo at Competition Shooting Supplies, 727-1716, or stop in, obviously, go and visit them, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You take the last exit in Rhode Island. You take, uh, you're take. you going to go past the Attleboro train station. You're at the intersection of Newport Avenue and Benefit Street. Hang a left, and you're right there at Competition Shooting Supplies. Well, folks, good morning at 1148. Good morning to everybody on Facebook Live. It's uh, John DePietro. Now, coming up at 1 o'clock will be Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Governor Mundo press briefing is 2.30 today. She, The governor does a, um, a briefing with other governor's conference calls, so it's pushed back till 2.30 this afternoon. I will be there in attendance. If you have a question for me that you would like me to ask the governor about a situation you're having, I have had people asking about campgrounds. Why are campgrounds not open? 
How about the people down at uh, Roy Carpenter's? Still not allowed to go stay overnight in their homes. Uh, send me a question. Go to the website, to petro.com. By the way, we have a number of stories up at the website. And one of the stories I have is Channel 12 has really done a fabulous job um, through this pandemic. Channel 12 has just knocked it out of the park as, as far as being a top news source. But a big story, Ramundo raises possibility of furloughs as state faces basically a $1 billion deficit. Folks, it has to happen. Uh, this makes no sense that they've been immune from this. Let them feel the pain that you have been feeling. Uh, and then on the national front, uh, there there is division where you have someone like Dr. Fauci basically saying, um, listen, he's a scientist. And I know some people are against Dr. Fauci. But uh, Dr. Fauci saying, I, I would be very cautious with many of the schools in the fall. This is something that they need to zero in on the problem areas. I'm looking at some other headlines. You know, I used to be a Howard Stern fan, but why is he even in the Drudge Report? Calls on Trump to resign. I, that, that is ridiculous. He's just trying to curry favor with his friends in the Hamptons. Rush Limbaugh, next four months will be war like you've never seen. My goodness. Um, right now, the president has a 41% approval rating. A problem is they're seeing that some of the states that they feel that are maybe moving a little too fast then have to dial it back a little bit. And um, how about also in Michigan, armed militia to protest the Michigan stay-at-home order. Now, that is a governor, though. The governor of Michigan has basically, she, she is like inflaming the protesters. The governor of Michigan has been saying you can't have more than two people in a boat for no reason. That, that's ludicrous. You can't use a motorboat in Michigan. She wants to extend the stay-at-home order. How about Los Angeles? Three-month stay-at-home order. How far is this thing going to go? Three months in the state of California. And by the way, when you talk about Rhode Island's and furloughs, you have, what's the story, where in California, Governor Newsom is talking about furloughs. Um, state workers got furloughs before with a $40 billion budget hole. Now it's $54 billion. The last time California faced a massive budget deficit, the governor soon started talking about furloughs. That was Governor Schwarzenegger proposed unpaid days off for state workers when the state faced a $40 billion deficit. Last Thursday, Department of Finance projected a $54 billion deficit. Raising questions about whether the state to look to reduce spending this time around. So furloughs have not been discussed not publicly. So far, departments have been directed to avoid unnecessary travel and contracts, use discretion hiring, cancel leave buyback programs. Governor Newsom said this week the state is better positioned financially than it was last time around. But more and more people in California are realizing that it is inevitable. And, and, and here's the thing. It's, to me, it just, it, it's not fair. It's basic fairness. Why should, if you take a job with a company and the company is just simply not doing well for whatever reason, right? You took a job in a a record store and then things changed or a certain type of restaurant that wasn't popular. That's what happens. Um, And right now, there are many people that took jobs with the state and they felt that they are completely uh, protected or immune, if you will. From a lot of the difficulties that go with that. And that is, that's simply not the case. Now, folks, on this Wednesday, I think you deserve a good meal. Why not head over and see my friends at Ron's Pastry Gourmet? 
uh, Fresh Food, located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Look for them on Facebook. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. And here is some of the things you can pick up. How about some delicious, I'm holding it up on Facebook, delicious Trump Chocolate Donuts. Trump Chocolate Donuts at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Now, they also have the Trump Soda. So if you're a Trump fan and supporter, Trump Chocolate Donuts, Trump Soda, Ron's Pastry Gourmet, Ron and Melissa, look for them on Facebook. Delicious, delicious sausage and peppers, eggplant, meatball calzones, buffalo chicken calzones, Philly cheesesteak calzones, pepperoni and cheese calzones, chicken parm calzones, plain and deluxe spinach pies, old-fashioned pizza strips, cannolis, brownies, delicious cakes, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Folks, stop it and see them, and especially pick up a sleeve of some delicious, let's have them thumbs up on Facebook Live. Look at those delicious Trump chocolate donuts. They're fantastic. I've had them. They are so fresh. And by the way, the Trump chocolate donuts are a thousand times better than Alley's donuts. It's not even close. The donuts, the fresh made donuts at Ron's Pastry Gourmet blow away Alley's donuts. It's not even close. I even feel embarrassed mentioning them in the same sentence. Stop it and see them. And also pick up some Trump soda. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, they're right off of Silver Spring Street, right near Branch Avenue, 170 Royal Little Drive. Look for their Facebook page, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. So it's John DePietro. So next hour, we are going to speak with um, Aaron Perrin, who is the uh, Trump, Trump Principal Deputy Communications Director. The latest now on the Trump campaign, some of their reactions. We'll give you an update on that. Uh, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe is going to join me at 1 o'clock. And give you more of the latest, obviously, with Governor Mundo. Folks, this situation that we're also going to touch on, you know, it's not politically driven. We have a major problem with the illegals in Providence and Central Falls. It, it is a problem, and it's not politically driven. When you have people where there's a language barrier, they're afraid to go for testing. They are tough to communicate with. They don't have, many of them don't have televisions. They are not unable to collect unemployment, so they're forced to go to many of these jobs where they get paid cash, but it puts them in danger. You, you, we have a major problem. You're seeing some of the fallout when you have someone like Alorza who runs a sanctuary city. That's a major, major problem that, that we're, you know, it's incredible the amount of time that Governor Mundo spends talking about the problems in Central Falls and part of one of the highest outbreaks is in Odeville, where you have huge number of, listen, and I'm not going to debate whether you want to say undocumented, illegal, whatever. Listen, they're in the country. They're not supposed to be here. And they're not American citizens. If they came here on a visa, it expired. Whether they stuck in, many of them did fly in, by the way. And then they were told they could stay. But you're seeing one of the problems here. They don't have primary care doctors. They're used to going to the emergency room. And, and it, it continues to be a major drain on the system and problem. Another thing that the Raimondo people have to deal with, and this falls in the Department of Health, and it is the, the real dropping of the ball when it comes to the nursing homes. This is disgraceful, folks. When you look at the nursing homes, and I feel terrible for these people, talk about the most vulnerable. 75 to 80 percent of the deaths in Rhode Island have come in the nursing homes. Folks, it's John DePietro on this Wednesday. So we're going to have the 12 o'clock news more next hour. Dan McGowan of the Globe at one. Hey, I want to remind you, why not on this Wednesday? 
Give yourself a raise. How can you give yourself a raise? Well, you can if you call AE, AE Mazika Insurance Services. Call them today. It's Scott and Alex. They're located right in North Providence. Let them help you save money. 401-353-9300. AE Mazika Insurance Services. Located 1529 Mineral Spring Avenue in North Providence. Let them, can you picture right now, if they help you save $200 a month, how would you like to have an additional $300 a month? Now, think of that. Just $200 a month in the course of a year, you're basically giving yourself a raise of somewhere in the vicinity of like $2,500. Folks, AE Mazika Insurance Services, they'll help you with insurance on your boat, on your RV, on your motorcycle, maybe on your uh, all-terrain off-road vehicle. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, call them right now. Free consultation. They'll help you save money on life insurance, car and auto insurance, business insurance, 353-9300. They're licensed in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 1529 Middle Spring Avenue, North Providence. Call them for a free consultation. Let them help you save money. 401 353-9300. You can find their website, aemazika, M-I-Z-I-K-A.com, aemazika.com. Look for them on Facebook. It's Aemazika Insurance Services. They have their office right on Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. It's Scott and Alex. And, folks, it makes so much sense. Give yourself a raise. Let them think of that. $200 extra a month. That's a lot of it. That's basically $2,500 extra a year. Maybe more than that. How about $300 a month? AE Music Insurance Services. And on top of that, with the summer months, you want to make sure you're protected. Something happens on your boat, on your motorcycle, on your RV, or you're using on jet skis. AE Mazika Insurance Services. So next hour, we're going to have the 12 o'clock news. Then we're um, also going to check in with the Trump campaign. Coming up at 1 o'clock, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. The Governor Amundo press briefing is uh, at 2.30 today. I will be on Facebook Live at the briefing. But obviously, folks, remember, AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, as always, go to the website, depetro.com. You can always listen live right there. So uh, a lot more ahead. A representative from the Trump campaign joins me next hour. We'll give the latest as the numbers are coming out regarding Rhode Island and the uh, virus update on this Wednesday, and also uh, bring you more about the state furloughs and a lot more. So we're going to break for the 12 o'clock news. Dan McGowan of the Globe coming up at one Trump campaign next hour, all right here on the John DePietro Show. Make sure, folks, visit the website, dipetro.com. If you have a question for Governor Raimondo, go to the website, dipetro.com, and click on Contact John. Right now, it's 12 o'clock.